Hi, everyone. Welcome back to COVID Conversations. Today, I have a special guest joining me. She is a past life regressionist, author, channel, and holistic coach. She uses various modalities such as energetic reprogramming, mediumship, and past life regression to promote inner healing. Her sessions are truly life-changing. You can find her at MarianneRogers.com. That's Marianne with an E, Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S.com or call or text 949-742-2059 for more information. Welcome to the show, Mary Ann Rogers. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for taking the time. So the million dollar question, just to get right into it. Go for it. So what are your predictions for COVID-19? My predictions? (laughs) I predict that many people, um, there'll be a lot of people that won't change much, that this won't um, do anything really to wake them up or to have them consciously look at their life. I, I think people tend to be on the same track. I mean, uh, there might be some people that this might wake them up a bit, but I think there'll be two, there's two very distinct tracks. And I think it's the people that are not ready to wake up that will just do what they do mm-hmm. and be looking to the world to solve their problems or to make them happy. And then there's those of us that are a bit more aware that, hey, that doesn't work. We've already done that. We've already tried that. A little bit older, maybe a little bit wiser mm-hmm. or, you know, seen enough to know that my happiness is not outside of myself. Yeah. So those people will just, this this is causing them to go deeper to, um, they're using it for awakening. So I think there's two mm-hmm. very distinct, distinct people. It's kind of like saying, you know, there's people that are going to use this time to organize their closets. No judgment to people that aren't. I, I'm not really doing that. But, um, and, it, and there's people that just won't. It doesn't matter what they, you know, they're going to just do whatever they do without yeah. judgment. It's just where they are at. So I think for some people, this will be, this could be a long kind of, it could take a while to come out of financially. Um, I don't see the virus uh, being the major problem. I don't think people are going to talk about the virus in a while. They're going to talk about the economy. It's going to mm-hmm. shift and no one's even going to talk about it. It could rare, it could pop up again in, um, it could pop up every winter. That's something we might have to think about. So for people, you know, that, that might be a game changer for some people, but if you notice everybody's having their own personal kind of, issues like their own stuff like for somebody for me it's more I go more to the economy more to sort of worrying about that it's not really the virus for me that's bothered me um I haven't been paranoid or and not to not to judge anybody that is for some people that is the thing mm-hmm. that is their worst nightmare that's their biggest fear they've got elderly people or sick people or they're sick you know whatever the case may be so that it could be they're not even thinking about the economy you know that's not on their radar and i understand that so and there's other there's all kinds of other triggers it's kind of like for all of us it's brought up sort of some of our worst fears for all of us all at the same time yeah and that's why it kind of makes it feel so intense because of that so how we pull through it is very individual um you know my happiness isn't anchored in the world it's it's not I still had to have, it was a bit of a wake up call for me um, to really like, 
am I going to believe what I believe? Am I really going to stand on this? Or is it just when it's convenient? Or is it just when things are good? You know what I mean? Like I had to really like work it, work my own, you know, belief system. And that is nothing in this world is going to make me happy or unhappy. It's all my, um, you know, what I translate it to mean. What do I make this mean? Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, it didn't change that much. I'm still, bu- I'm actually quite busy. Uh, my husband's in an essential business. Um, but then he broke his collarbone a week ago because oh. it wasn't enough just to have the pandemic. Oh. We've got to add a broken bone to the mix. So I'm not coming from a place where everything's <laughs> rosy. I'm coming from a place where my husband's out of work. He's also in pain. He's on the couch and he's not working. Uh, and right. So it's like, I was almost like it was, was it going too well? Was it too easy? Like, because <laughs> I just adapted to the, I mean, I already stay at home predominantly anyway, because that's where I work. I'm not seeing people in person. I'm seeing them on, the, you know, I'm doing more remote sessions, which I've always done anyway. So it wasn't the biggest shift. So this was uh, like personal coronavirus in a way because we had to go to the hospital. There was a whole thing. Like I couldn't be there. It was like, wow, I really got to see because in a way I've sort of stayed out of some of that because it's just not my trigger. It's not my issue. And I have asthma. So I'm somebody that would be in the high and it's not really under control. I'm just like, you know, it's like the only thing I have going on is a bit of asthma, but still it's like, you know, so I should be in that high risk it doesn't, it hasn't really bothered me, but then I know more, I know more than, I don't, I'm not your average, I don't think like your average person, I'm, you know, call me what you want, but uh, part of it is because of my work, when I, you see enough past lives, then you just start believing that this is just, it's not such a big deal, this is one of our many lifetimes, so I come from that perspective, so it actually makes, it helps me because it's like this is not this is this is not one life people this is not your only crack and if you mess it up then you know it's not you just you know you'll get many more opportunities to yeah. to try again or whatever the case may be whatever your particular is different for everybody what they're up to what their goal is some people yeah. are fine coming back i would like to not have to come back so i'm looking to balance my karma, forgive, love, move into love, which is what we are, mm-hmm. and practice that and really be it and, you know, embodying that so I don't have to keep coming back to earth, personal preference, not, not saying everybody's there, but anyway, boy, did I digress off that question big time. <laughs> but did I even answer that question? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was, it's just so important what you brought up about triggers because for me personally, um, what I've been dealing with for the past week or so is a huge loss in the stock market. Oh, okay. Out of the realm of what I thought I could ever lose there. And it was so interesting to see my process because it really is where the rubber meets the road, what your beliefs are um, and how that has actually helped me how it's transformed to a place where I feel stronger because I realize that I put my safety inside of money. The more money I have, the safer I will be 
It's about security yeah. and I just need more and more and more. And so I had a bit, quite a bit and then, but it was never enough, right? Because you just never yeah. feel safe yeah. enough because that's not what's going to give that to you. Right. But I put it in my head, but I yeah. didn't understand it with my heart. And I think that life situations will yeah. help you understand yep. that, really embody yep. that. Um, so it was taken all away. And I had, of course, a moment of, uh, and but it was such a, a valuable lesson to see that I had put my security inside of something out in the world, money. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's not yeah. where it is. And let's show you that that's not where it is. So yeah. it was about finding, reallocating my beliefs and where is my security? It's in my inner strength. It's in my ability to withstand something that can come at me at any time. I can get through this. And I know yeah. that about myself now. So right, right. I bank on me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm betting on me. So yeah. that was a huge lesson and I felt abundant. I felt like, you know what? It's, I'm not that person that I need it. If I, if I don't have it, then what's going to happen to me? It, it, I, I understood that I'm not that, that wow. idea. What a, what a blessing. I mean, a hard way to kind of learn it, but you know, and I can totally relate because that's what I, I had that moment of clarity with my husband getting hurt. It's like, Oh, I preach this. Mm -hmm. Like your job is not your source you know it's just a tool god's your source right and then here's my husband who's uh well we're not really the breadwinner we're sort of 50 50 but it's like oh i realized i was putting my faith in him and so that's my stock market i guess you know that's my moment of clarity and i was like oh yeah look at that i am i really am because it's like we need both of us to keep things rolling you know to keep this house and whatever that story is and you know, my story is I would hate to lose my house. And then I just had to do the, you know what? If I lost the house, it'd be okay. As long as I got my animals, my husband, I should say husband, then the animals. Right. But you know, I'm a bit attached to the house because it's just sort of our dream. It's nothing fancy. It's just our dream little house. But I had to let go of that. I had to go there because otherwise these fears just run you. You, you might as well just go to, okay, worst case scenario, then what? okay, then what? Okay, then what? Because we just hang on to this, like we're holding our breath, waiting to see what's going to be dished out or what's going to happen. And I think it's better to empower yourself and go there. Okay. If I lose everything, I guess I'll figure it out. I've done it before many times actually. Yeah. So, you know, but that's where I go. Not so much the virus, not so much being dying because I don't see that as a problem. Sorry. What? I mean, I see it more of a problem more of a problem if I lost somebody else, but me dying, not really a problem, you know, yeah. sorry to sound glib about it. It's just not where my fear is. And I think when I say the fear of the coronavirus, I think it, it, it encompasses the economy and fear yeah. of yeah. losing your money or your job or, you know, and so what are your thoughts on the economy and where it's going and how to deal with that kind of fear if you, are going through loss? Um, I would surrender it. Mm -hmm. I would allow it. This is not a time to be slapping a Band-Aid over pain and just being Pollyanna. Um, I also, you know, I am a positive person, but I also feel like you've got a permission to have a meltdown. 
permission to panic if need be. Give yourself a voice. <clears throat> if you need to panic for five minutes a day, have a little freak out or melt down, have a cry, do it. But then, you know, put a timer on it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a little we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves for ten minutes today, and then I'm gonna get my shit together, and then figure out what to do. Or, but come from a place. I would say if you're really in a fearful place and things are really dicey or just unsure, um, good place to to ask for help. It's okay to surrender. It's okay. It doesn't matter that you're in a crisis. Doesn't matter if you've never made a connection to source, to divine love. It doesn't matter what you name you give it. A rose by whatever name is still a rose. If you call a rose a, you know, a skateboard, it's still a rose, right? It's still the same thing. So it doesn't matter what name you give for the divine. It's asking for help. Whether it's a guide, an angel, your deceased grandmother, it doesn't matter. It's good to ask. Because when we're in fear, we're temp temporarily a little bit insane because we're, we're acting from a place of yeah, craziness, basically. We're not in our right mind in that moment. So um, we don't want to make decisions from that place and we don't want to just... I mean, if, you, if you've got no other option, do the best you can. Try to find the peace. But I come from a place of really trying to move out of help, getting help, not to trying to figure it out myself. I mean, you know, I could go into panic and think, oh, maybe I should become a, what could I do? Amazon delivery driver. You know, I could try to figure out something. It kind of reminds me of when I started in this business, I kind of thought I needed a backup plan. So I signed up for Uber and for Lyft and I never felt right about it. Like everything about it was like pushing shit uphill mm -hmm. and it never, never flowed. I got all the signed up, went to the places, got all the things ready to go and then never did it. It was just, ne I just never felt, now I would have loved that job at 20 something. Don't get me wrong. Don't have to, you know, answer to anybody. It would have been great, but um, it's not what spirit wanted me to do. And because I live a surrendered life to spirit and it's not perfect, but it's, I do the best I can. I'm on this, you know, right. We're all learning. Um, I want to make decisions, particularly big ones with help. Yeah. And because I want the best outcome, I don't want to just figure it out myself because the best I can come up with is probably not a great idea. I'd rather get divinely led. So even if it's something little, you might hear call somebody or other, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't know why you don't know where it's going. This is the next step. And I think it's really important right now to not get too far ahead of ourselves, to not worry about months down the track track or years just what's next what's and this is something i've been saying is like do i have everything i need today do i have everything i need right in this moment right and it's really important to stay right here and not get in these what ifs and run down the path and figure out what you know just ask and listen ask and listen as you're told to like step out of the road or something then you can rush ask and, and listen yeah don't ever feel rushed forced pushed mm -hmm. that's ego that's the fearful nature. It's like panic. What do we do? I've got to get a backup plan. I'm scared. You know, it just runs around like a headless chicken. Try not to be in that energy. You want to be in the energy of peace, flow, gratitude. Like, you know, and I think for some people, they might need to give themselves time to have a little freak out or a meltdown or to feel their feelings. And then don't stay in that though. 
don't stay in that. Don't just watch the news. Don't just stay in all this negative. There's a lot of negative spin right now. And I would just say, put your blinders on, put your little earmuffs on to some of that. I stay out of a lot of that noise because I'm in my own bubble and call it what you want. It works. Yeah. And I keep it, I keep a bit of it. I keep a slight finger on the pulse, very slight because Mm -hmm that noise doesn't rule my life. I've already decided to come out of the world and the system and the way that that it says I should live my life and how afraid I should be at any given moment because I'm sorry, but I'm almost 50. And if I had fallen down every time the world said the sky is falling, I would be a flattened, you know, roadkill. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, boy, if we not heard everything that we should be upset about and scared, and I would have just missed my entire life worrying about all these things. So I guess I just was might be a little jaded, but by the time this came around, it was like, oh, okay, one more thing. Right. I mean, when I, when I was in high school, we were told, don't even get a, pick a career because there's gonna the end of the world's coming. They're going to drop the bomb. There's going to be a nuclear war, and we were convinced us of that. Yeah, and here we are. Like people weren't going to have kids and stuff because that was their mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to end. So when you've heard this rhetoric for so long, it's like at some point you 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 might you might want to have a life and disconnect from some of these messages because before you know it, your life's over and you spent your whole life worrying about shit that never happened anyway, or you know half the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually fell. It. uh, What you were talking about the asking for help, but also on the flip side, being the leader of your life. You can ask for help, but but you don't let anyone become the leader and tell you how to think. Um, Yeah, this is very personal between you and your whatever. I mean, this is how I operate. Look, I know not everybody does. They do the best they can. Okay. Whatever works for, you know, if that works for you, fine. But I'm very dependent on spirit because I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing next week. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, really. Like, I have a client booked, but I don't know. I'm okay with not knowing just, and I like being shown and told. And even though I'm a bit of a control freak at the same time, I'm still, I'm always learning how to better be in the peace of God and to keep. And, and I tell you, when this thing first hit, I had such peace mm-hmm. that I was like, wow. I actually questioned its validity or its reality because I had so much peace about it. Like, I did not feel rattled. I didn't feel like I was supposed to be upset, freak out, make other plans, do anything. Like, I didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'm completely at peace. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because I've, I don't, I try not to live in my head, even though, you know, if you're in, am I got a saying, if you're in your head, you're dead mm-hmm. because it's always just death and mayhem and war, fear and worry and anxiety and blame and all that nastiness is just not who we are. Mm-hmm. That's why it feels icky to be yes. there. Yes. You want to be there. Like I've always said, you know, be in the light because that's what you are. So it doesn't, it's the only thing that's going to feel good. So, and some of the nonsense on TV right now, I'm just like, are they trying to keep us in a low vibe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because there's so much crap you can want. Like if every show is not about something negative, some murder, like the amount of murder shows, Mm -hmm. does that not concern anybody else? Like it's, 
it, there is some programming going on for sure. Yeah. Where to keep us in these base emotions that we're just like animals, you know, that can be manipulated and controlled because we just don't think for ourselves. Like, please think for yourself. Yeah. I interviewed uh, someone last week with the coronavirus and she was saying that you need to take care of yourself now because no one's available to take care of you. Uh, Government is not going to do it. The hospitals are overrun. So if you're not on your deathbed, you need to take care of yourself. And I think that not just physically, but in a spiritual way, you need to take care of yourself. You have a responsibility as an adult to do that for yourself and in your life. So it's a great reminder. This concludes part one of the interview with Marianne Rogers. Please look for part two coming soon. If you found this helpful, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Until next time, be well and take care.